This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Reddit likes this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 316, not brought to you by Stone Cold Steve Austin, the Steve Austin Podcast. You can also check out the Steve Austin Podcast Unleashed. They paid us to say all of that. You are completely pathetic. But you can pay us a little bit. Go visit ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. Go buy some t-shirts. Also go check out all of our past episodes, MarkingOut.com. Also, visit iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play to give a listen over there. Go like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash out. You can go follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash out at Dave3Rave underscore MO at BTDG161. And before I introduce, once again, Brandon, you can also go check out YouTube, youtube.com slash out 11 where you can go check out, watch, enjoy Cooking with Brandon, episode 5. Share that, like that, comment on that. Hey, Brandon, how are you doing? I am doing awesome as always. Nice, nice. So, before we get into each other's weeks and stuff like that, since it is episode 316, do you have any uh, memorable Stone Cold Steve Austin moments that stand out? I mean, there's a ton of Stone Cold Steve Austin moments that stand out. What kind of an impact did he leave in your life? In my life? In your life. Well, I guess he's part of the reason why I do a professional wrestling podcast. Because the reason is you. Because if, if there was no Stone Cold Steve Austin in the Attitude Era, there would be no Attitude Era. And mm-hmm. I would not have been watching professional wrestling, probably. That I can see that. I don't know. He was definitely one of my, if not my favorite uh, wrestler of all time. Um, I'm sure it's an answer that I always change, but he's usually always up there. He really engrossed me during that entire Attitude Era. Um, yeah, I mean, for for me, really, it's Mick Foley, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian, obviously, and uh, mm-hmm. so. Which Stone Cold's done a bunch of stuff with all of those people. Yeah, the guy's a legend. Um, and he's he's done so much. I actually remember some of his like his ECW promos when I was younger. I remember seeing him as Hulk Hogan, but I had no idea who he was, what he was doing. I didn't know any of his backstory or anything like that. So I don't think I watched it too long. But yeah, he is amazing he left an impact in everyone's life that watched the attitude era yeah and definitely but, and more towards like the end of the attitude era got uh got more comedic mm-hmm. and, like i mean the stuff that he did with booker t fighting in the in the grocery store or the stuff that he did with kurt angle yeah. and the guitars I, and stuff i was gonna say even that, that grocery one i was just watching that a little bit earlier who do you think got stuck cleaning up all that that's that like I, that's like when you go to when you're shooting on set like that, and it's like an actual place. Like, how do you how do you do that? 
Yeah. And it's just crazy. And it's like, I, I don't know. I would not want to clean it up. I agree with you. I think that that is really, really uh, wrong. I mean, why would you go into a place like that and just destroy it? But no, it was an amazing clip, especially where he locks him in the freezer and then he comes out during the dairy department. <laughs> That's yeah. just classic. But And then how can you not forget the part where he pulled the gun on, st- on Vince McMahon making him pee? Which I, I still, I always, I always wonder, yeah, bang 316. Yeah. I always wonder, like, how did they do that also? Well, I'm sure he may have had just a little squeeze bottle in there. Or Vince did it. Yeah, or else he <laughs> really? did it. I wanted to put it past him. He goes, I, I can't, I can't be on command. Yeah. Or oh, that time where he destroyed McMahon's uh, Corvette dumping cement in there. At the Nassau Coliseum. Yeah, I mean, and then you had the hospital moment where, I mean, the Mick debut, Foley, the debut of Sako. Yeah, mankind had a little, uh, uh, part, a big part in that segment, but even still, that entire attack by Stoke, Doctor Austin, paging Doctor Austin, with the bedpan and everything. Yeah, and it's like you just like right now you could hear like Vince McMahon, you're like ah, and like yelling him. Yeah. I mean, let's not also forget, without Austin, who knows if Mankind would have become champion that night. Well, I mean, that's... Are you kidding me? I mean, me? <laughs> DX... That's, DX, like, completely, like, that's kayfabe story. Okay, right? yeah, but still, I mean, he had a big impact on that, too. I mean, without him being out there, it was just really DX. Well, DX, so. DX helped him. Yeah, but Austin did uh, dish yeah. out a few stutters, too. Yeah, so... Because of that equalizer. Yeah. But, man, any matches stand out? Um, I mean, Highway to Hell, Stone Cold vs. Undertaker at SummerSlam 98. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan, always a fan of him versus Hart at WrestleMania. Um, what else? I mean, obviously, Stone Cold vs. The Rock. Mm-hmm. I mean, him and teaming up with Shawn Michaels to take on Owen Hart and Davey Boy Smith, that was a good good match. His feud with Shawn Michaels overall. Um, him versus uh, Dude Love. Those were always fun. Yeah. I think, I think like, what, what would you say your, ultimately your, your absolute, like, favorite Stone Cold Steve Austin moment is? Moment? Yeah. Like, you have the beer bashes, you have the Zamboni, you got the DX Express. Hmm. Because, I mean, for me, I think it, I, I don't know why it is, maybe just because I was like, I guess because I was a young kid when it was on, but maybe, mm. I think it has to be the, the wedding with uh, Stephanie McMahon and Undertaker. I don't know. What about maybe he, the first saved. time that he turned on Vince McMahon in the ring where he just hit him with a stutter out of nowhere, and that was really the first time anybody got a, got put their hands on Vince McMahon. Yeah, I mean maybe that as one of them. Which I mean, in in professional wrestling, I think that goes without saying. One of the best feuds in pro wrestling history is Vince McMahon versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, I totally agree with you. I think that's one of my favorites, and I think that 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 allowed Steve Austin to become one of the biggest baby faces of all time. And same thing said about Vince McMahon as a heel. It made him become one of the biggest heels of all time. 
Yeah, and it's funny because like Eric Bischoff was was basically doing that in WCW, but like Vince McMahon, I guess the the main factor in that is as to why WWE was better. Stone Cold Steve Austin, they had Steve Austin. Vince McMahon was basically doing what what Bischoff was doing, and mm-hmm. and I guess the just the chemistry between Stone Cold and Vince McMahon. It's like you can't replace that. You're never gonna have that again. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, I was looking at the stat sheet. Can you believe that he's had more matches with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat than he has with like Triple H? But yeah, that's pretty crazy. I mean, he had the most matches with Undertaker, but this is just like I think pay per views and Raw maybe. Well, I mean, that's the only thing that way this makes sense. Like, well, I mean, Ricky Steamboat. He's had it was like how many more years was he in WCW with Steamboat then? Yeah. Not to say he wasn't in WWE a long time with Triple H. Yeah. I mean, also when he won the World Rumble, that was awesome. Three times. Yeah, but what do you think about the way that he his uh, legacy, how he left? WWE and everything. Like, the first time leaving? Like, no, the f- finale. I wish there was more. Like, yeah. are we talking about last match finale? Like, Rock yeah, versus, versus Stone Cold Steve Austin? Yeah. I think the match itself was fantastic. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we've definitely, we've seen Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was the Raw GM, the sheriff. Mm-hmm. After that and stuff, so we got to see him all the way up until now. Just not obviously not reoccurring like it was in two thousand four and five. Yeah, I mean he was also the leader of the team alliance, which yeah. was an awesome storyline. Yeah, when everyone sang "The Wind Beneath My Ring." Yeah. So, all right. Well, that is the Stone Cold Steve Austin talk. Um, so good to have him on the podcast in spirit. Um, all right, so let's get on and talk about some week. of our week. <laughs> Tell me about your week. I didn't. I didn't really do anything. I went to the driving range and sat there. And watched wow! My... Did you actually like drive there? No, well, like my friend did. Oh, so it was more of a, a passenger sit range for you. No, it's still a driving range. Yeah, didn't partake at I did all? not. No, I didn't. And it's funny because, like, normally when we go there, it's, like, empty. Mm-hmm. It's so empty. To, uh, when we went on Sunday, it was jam-packed. And it's Why? Crazy. I don't know. Maybe because it was, like, it was super nice out on Sunday. Mm-hmm. It was, like, 65, 66 degrees out. Mm-hmm. But, but, like, the snow wasn't even cleared off. So, like, there was there there's benches there. But there's like a mound of snow to get to that to the bench. So I, I nobody else was sitting on benches. I was like, whatever. I'm just gonna climb over on the snow and sit over here. So I climbed. Right. I climbed through the snow, sat there, enjoyed the weather. It was, it was fun. That's that basically the highlight, I guess, of my week. That was <laughs> the highlight of your week, <laughs> which isn't really nothing happened, but. Well, I mean, it's. It's yeah no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I wouldn't mind going to a private range here and there. 
It's right funny. now it's a perfect day for a driving range. My friend, my friend hit the ball. I swear to God, I've never ever seen a ball do this before. He hits the ball; it shot straight right, like straight, like like it. it How? Went, I have no idea. He was standing straight. He hit the ball straight, and it just—I guess the way the—I have—I seriously have no idea. The ball went just straight right. Hmm. It didn't go straight out and to the right. It went literally just turned right. I was like, How's he aimed? What? How's he aimed? I, I would assume it was like normal, like as if he was about to hit the golf ball forward. But so it, he wasn't turned at all. No. The but it was as if he was facing. It, it was as if he took like a, a ninety degree turn. <laughs> and he was like, like he was facing the other way, like towards the other golfers. I was like, dude, you suck. <laughs> 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 it's funny because one time, one time he hit the ball and it like bounced to the left and then bounced back and like almost hit the person next to him. Uh huh. So I've seen something similar, but. Sounds I, like I, it could be potentially dangerous. Yeah, it really can. It's like I don't know how these like the, the like how the driving range like the area they're so like close together. Mm-hmm. Like I would be afraid to to golf next to somebody else like that because I am at I can't golf at all. I I, I absolutely suck. Mm-hmm. Or drive whatever you want to call it. We've been to the driving range before. Me and you. Yeah. I'm gonna say no. We so. haven't. I'm gonna say I think definitely. Think you've been to Eisenhower Park before. I'm gonna say no, 100% not me. Are you sure? 100% sure. Why would you say would, that? Because what would I have gone to a driving range with you for? To something to do. I, when would I have gone to a driving range with you? I don't know. Many moons ago. 100% no. You're thinking of no. another brother then. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. If anything, Jared would have went with you. I don't know. Because I, I didn't start going. I didn't go to that driving range until like last year or so or two years ago. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. But it's fun. It's fun to go there and see my friend uh, mm-hmm. mess up. There you go. Well, Dave, how was your week? Well, well my, my week was, was great. Tell me more about it. I sat and I I did my dishes and I made Uh-oh. a chicken this week. Oh wow. Yeah. How'd it come out? It was raw. Just hmm. like Monday night. Well, talking about Monday night, let's talk about something. No, 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 no. What seriously, how was your week? <laughs> my week was actually really well. I mean, it's I was just getting over being sick, which definitely stinks. But and, and I've been passing out at like nine thirty, ten o'clock, which kind of feels nice to be going to sleep that early. I thought you were gonna say you were just passing out in general. I was like, what? No, no, <laughs> going to sleep early, uh, a lot earlier than normal. Uh, but I feel well rested, and now the weather is changing. The weather is taking a change for the better. Yeah, the voices are getting deeper. Yeah, so. Yeah, but talking about voices, let's talk about someone in that raw. So you didn't do anything this week? No. 
I was sick. If I'm sick, I don't do anything at all. I just stay inside and I rest up. No chicken soup? Uh, no, I did have chicken soup. From a kid? Huh? No, um, Erica's mom actually made some chicken soup. Chicken noodle soup, so I had some of that. But outside of that, no. Just really rested. I take it very easy when I'm sick. Hmm. Um, yeah. But now could we move on? To what? Let's talk about some raw. Monday Night Nitro. Which kicked off with darkness and a single spotlight in the middle of the ring on Kevin Owens. Bow, bow, bow. Which it was uh, basically all about Goldberg. I thought this was an incredible promo, though. Did you enjoy it? I thought it was epic. I thought it was done really well. Yeah. And I think the guy has – he deserves that spotlight. Yeah, this was more of, more of a side that we haven't really gotten to see of him in WWE. So I'm definitely enjoying that. He ended the, the Goldberg segment with, you're nothing. And then he went to go speak about Chris Jericho and had nothing to say. Which I I was a big fan of that. Yeah, that that like really that like really solidifies like you mean nothing to me. I have yeah. no words for you, Chris Jericho. That was one of those wow. Yeah. That was just I thought that was awesome. It yeah. was great. I think that's a great way to even continue their their breakup. But do you think it sucks, this, like, the whole segment itself, like, that Goldberg's not available weekly to actually lead up to no, what the pay-per-view? No. What does he have to be there for? To further the storyline? I don't know. It's it's far away. I don't know. It I just... Has, how do you, how do you get a title, a, title, a title match without actually build... Like, there's no... Like, Kevin Owens is doing all the build-up here. Yeah, pretty much. So, but it's fine. Yeah, it He's going to be on next for, week. The week before, you had Gilbert on to further it. And the week before that, he was on. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would just prefer weekly. When you have a part-timer, the least you could do is part-time show up full-time. Yeah. So. I think I think he's fine. I think that entire part that he him not showing up is good. Um, all right, so we kicked off with Cast and Enzo taking on Cesaro and Sheamus, picking up the victory. To become number um, one contenders for the Raw yeah, Tag Team Championships. Yeah, there was a, one part of this that I really liked where Enzo went say to go, It's the best part of the match. Enzo went to go jump for the tag to tag and Cast because he was getting beaten by Sheamus and Cesaro. But well, he more so he's jump. more so outside with Sheamus. He goes to jump for the tag and then gets just eats an uppercut from Cesaro. I thought that was just awesome. The way it looked, the way it, it was portrayed was just awesome. Yeah, mid jump, boom, uppercut. Yeah, prevented um, him from getting the tag in. Yeah, and then after the match, everything 
went down where Enzo got on the mic. He started talking trash, and then Sheamus just caught him with a bro kick right across the face. And I like that afterwards he got back in the ring and Cesaro like gave, gave him, I don't know how to dap. Is that, I don't know how to like say that other than that. I don't, I don't know. Like he goes like, like he celebrated the fact that yeah. Sheamus did that. Like he gave him like his elbow or fist to like fist bump or whatever. Yeah, they they were on the same page. He had his back. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. Up next, Brian Kendrick, the Brian Kendrick, was supposed to take on Akira Tozawa, but it went to a no contest because Brian Kendrick attacked Tozawa after Tozawa refused to shake Kendrick's hand. Yeah, I mean, the match didn't even start. Which The match, there was no... No starting bell or anything like that. Kendrick locked in the bully choke, which I thought I'm a big captain, fan of that. The captain's hook. Oh, the, the captain's hook. Can't call it a choke. Big fan of that move. Yeah. But, and yeah. I like how after the segment, after he was done doing what he did, he like basically like brushed his hands of it and put his jacket on and left. Mm-hmm. I like that little touch of putting his jacket back on. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Up next, the club. Uh, earlier in the night, backstage with Stephanie McMahon, Mick Foley, which one is it? Mick Foley, right? Yeah, Mick Foley. And, uh, Roman Reigns came in, they were, they challenged Reigns or whatever, and then Reigns, Mick Foley's like, oh, I'll set up a tag team match, find yourself a partner. I don't need a partner. Well, that's where you messed up, son. So here we had, a. The club defeating Roman Reigns via disqualification. Um, yeah, I said it last they, week. I just I think it's dumb. Well, there was one part of the match I really liked. But even before I, we speak I, about the match, though, it's like if Roman Reigns loses this, he looks weak. And if the club, they're the tag team champions. Why do you want your tag team champions to look weak? Because they don't have anything else to do with them. Which makes no sense. If you don't so, put them in this match, where are they? Unfortunately, they gave the, that a match to Nia Jax, which could have went to the club. So you add, you end this segment with the disqualification, and then it goes on to make Reigns just look strong. Yeah, well, doing one, nothing for the for the club. At one part of the match, they Carl Anderson jumped off of the turnbuckle and got rocked with a spear, and I thought that spear looked awesome. The way that they pulled that one off. That was after the match, but yeah, I thought... Was it was after the match? Yeah. That was... Yeah. That's, that's what we call in the WW2K industry a catching finisher. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Well, that catching finisher looked sick. <laughs> yeah, it, it did. And it's funny because it's like, it's literally that's in the video game. Mm-hmm. At least I believe it's in the video game. Yeah. They have catapulting oh. finishers and, and catching finishers. Well, there you go. Yeah, which is awesome because there's an Iron Claw one version now. But we'll speak about that a little later. Um, but yeah, that's that took place. I don't I just that makes your champions look bad. That Reigns takes them both out. You're, you're really hung up on this, aren't you? I just, it doesn't, I don't know. It, it just makes them look bad. I don't, I really don't understand why they do that. But... And it's not like they got schooled the entire match. The match wasn't wasn't a long match though. 
Well, it was also tossed out with DQ. Right, which happened last week as well. Except Roman Reigns won last week. Yeah. This week he used a chair. Yeah. Which I guess, uh, I believe Carl Anderson brought into the ring, or Gallows. So. But, all right. Up next, it was announced that the New Day will be hosts of WrestleMania 33. Which I think is a great idea. I'm a big fan of this because it keeps them on screen for longer than they would if they were just having a quick match. But, like, I don't know if they're going to be wrestling then. I'm okay with them not wrestling. I think that they are great enough to be the hosts. I think it's going to give them a lot of screen time. It's going to give them the ability to interact with every celebrity uh, and most wrestlers, whenever they choose, whether it's backstage or outside with the in the ring or at ringside. So let's say New Day has an impromptu match at WrestleMania 33. Are we going to see Kurt Angle, Hulk Hogan, and Sting return? Uh, what makes you say that? That's just a random thrown-together trio that's like super famous that would get over the most. No, I, I don't see them having a match, period. Okay. But I mean, if they're the host, I just can't see it. I just don't... I don't see the point of there being a host in general. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania... First of all, the first host of WrestleMania that I think was ever a host was WrestleMania 24. Um, that being Kim Kardashian. Yeah. 100% not necessary. And then WrestleMania 27, which was, I think, one of the worst WrestleManias of all time. Well, it is weird that they won't be involved in a tag team match, which makes you think... But that's not to say they won't be. I mean, I... They could very well have a match as well. Involving the club, though, I mean. Oh. With someone in the... Around that title reign, especially considering that they were the longest reigning tag team champions. Um, if they're the hosts, can they put themselves into a match? That's what I'm... I mean, The Rock inserted himself into that WrestleMania 27 match, basically helping Miz win. Mm-hmm. So, maybe? It's possible. Either, I mean, I would be a fan of that. Either way, I'm a fan of it. I'm a fan if they aren't involved physically, and I'm also a fan of them having this spotlight as being the host. I feel like being the host, they're going to be able to... Hold on a second. Being the host, I feel like they'll be able to uh, be at the press conferences as a stable force where they're going to have the mic a lot more during those press conferences as the host. I got to know, what was that hold on a second? Oh, I had to cough. Oh. Yeah, yeah. so I, I think they could do that regardless, which is one, ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. Um, I don't think they needed to be hosts of WrestleMania. But, may, I mean, maybe that could help them get, secure a part in the Lion King. Who knows? I mean, plus, reality-wise, realistically, if they have a stacked card already thought up, 
I'd rather them be a host as opposed to having a as quick... Opposed, as opposed to also not being on the card at all. Yeah, not being on the card at all, but also having a short, quick three-minute match just to be uh, have their faces on television. I'd rather them be a host than that. I wonder how they came up with that, though. What? Like, did... Like, in that situation, does, like, New Day pitch it? Like, oh, let's just be the host of WrestleMania, or WWE comes to them and does that? I'm sure WWE probably comes to them. But who, out of everyone, I think that they're a great pick to be hosts. I mean, they I mean, they have had cereal. They've had, they've been able to just grab the entire WWE universe and ter- make everybody a fan of them. Which is very rare, I feel. That every I, I don't think that there's one person out there that isn't a fan of New Day. I think by this point of New Day, there are people that are not fans of New Day. I I don't know. I haven't heard from any, nor have I seen tweets uh, in well, that fashion. I, I mean, honestly, New Day has kind of fallen since losing the tag team titles. Well, they've also been, they can't be at the right. title yeah. scene right now. I understand that, yeah. I but mean, it's like they were the lo- they're the longest reigning ever. Ric Flair mm-hmm. is still Ric Flair. You know what I mean? John Cena is John Cena. They're still in like these high profile things. Like Ric Flair is always going to be Ric Flair. Well, sixteen time is different from a. No, I don't know, man. I won't How many times have man. they defended it, by the way? A lot of the times. Time. They defended it, it quite a lot. I feel like in the beginning they weren't defending it as much. I don't know. But regardless, that's three. That's two. That's two. Two. com Slash marking out. Yeah. But yeah, New Day, I think they've fallen so far. I mean, to I get... What is Jinder Mahal and Rusev? What is that? What is? I don't understand what that is even. I'm fine with that. That's Rusev you're trying to get over. Jinder, I've, I'm a, still a fan of, and I think that it's, it's good to see him on television. Yeah, but it's not like it's like a nothing match. Like, they're not doing... No, it's for fun. It's I mean, it was really over these... Over ice cream. Plans. Today was over ice cream. Yeah, the plans for the ice cream. Well, and I, oh, I yeah, think Lana's Russian. Hilarious. Let's make it her. Let's make her a Russian hacker. I think it's good. I think it was fun television to watch. But if, if Ice Cream doesn't get made, I'm going to be so pissed. So let's go, let's <laughs> gonna... talk about this match a little bit. New Day, it was Big E and Kofi taking on Mahal and Rusev. And it was like what you said. It was over like stolen plants and everything like that. The way that they got this back was Wood sneaking up behind Lana, blowing his blowing uh, the trombone, Awful. scaring Lana where she just throws the iPad up into the – Sky, he catches it and then just smashes it. Such an overreaction. Which I thought was perfect. It it's, was... A com- it's a comedy, dude. It was a screwball comedy. That is exactly this match. I would have been was, more fine. It was a wrestling I match have... based around a screwball comedy script. I think it would have been better had she, like, you hear the trombone, you throw it up in the air. You hear the trombone, you wait, then throw it in the air. I, I think that. I think I that. See this, I think this is comedy. And I think a lot of the it could still have been comedic if she threw it up in the air as soon as like you don't get scared that much afterwards. I I disagree. I thought it was fine. 
I thought it was funny and uh, it was great television. But I am 100% backing New Day to be the hyenas in Lion King. And I know John Favreau's not listening to this, but for all you know, sub John, I don't think he's listening to this, but I 100%. They brought it up during that promo before the before their match. Did they? Yeah, they were like uh, that. They said that they were the most famous trio, so they they want to be in the in the Lion King because they're making a, like a I don't know you can't really say live action but yes live action version of the Lion King. Mm-hmm. And they announced um uh what's his name James James Danny L Glo- Jones yeah not Danny uh, well, well Danny Dan Glove. Donald Glover. Donald, yeah, not Danny. <laughs> Donald Glover's playing Simba, and James yeah. Earl Jones is is uh, reprising, yeah, reprising his role, which is awesome as Mufasa. But, um, yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely, check, I would, I mean, yeah, New Day would be awesome in that part. They could be. I Ed. think that would be that would be fun. Yeah. Well. All right. Uh, next up, you had Austin Aries in the ring, bringing out uh, Gallagher, Gallagher for a contract signing. Gall- I really enjoy what Austin Aries has been doing. Before we even talk about the contract signing, Gallagher and Neville. Yeah, but I'm kind of I'm kind of disappointed now. Why? After this, uh, well, on 205 Live, they aired like a hype like return package for Austin Aries. Yeah, but they didn't say anything further than that but like i don't want to see him i've been enjoying him on commentary well i think that this is perfectly inserting him directly into that championship role i mean even back then when he first started where he was like insulting tony niece yeah where he was just like i don't see what the fans see in you and then even neville where he's like self-proclaimed and he's really he's without directly attacking everyone he is Verbally assault, laying assault on all of them on commentary and when he's introducing them. I think it's perfect because once he gets in there, once he is cleared, I guess, from his facial injury, the orbital socket, I believe it was, I, I think he's going to be right in there with Neville. And I think he's going to end up being a cruiser, the cruiserweight champion very soon. Which is also, like, is that, did you have high hopes for Austin Aries to become, like, NXT champion or? Um, I mean, I thought he had potential, but I'm a okay with the with this call up. I'm gonna miss him on commentary. I'll say that. I'll, I'll definitely I'll, once he's called up to actually be on the active roster again. Well, who's to say that he can't do both? That would be interesting. It would. I just don't see that happening. I think that would be pretty cool if he did a little bit of everything. But uh, this segment, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this uh, this contract signing. Yeah. Um, there was not really much else to say about it. Neville called Jack Gallagher a stereotype and said that this, yeah. that that he is what the real streets of of England look like. And uh, Neville flipped the table, pushed Gallagher a little bit. Well, Gallagher, all he wanted to do was have some tea with him. Tea and and he 
biscuits. Yeah, biscuits. And I Googled biscuits to see what they are because they look like sugar cookies. Those look really good. <laughs> they look really good. Yeah. But I didn't. I couldn't find like like an actual thing that told me they were sugar cookies. Well, I, I think that they're just biscuits. It's not a biscuit. Biscuits, it's a cookie. Yeah, it's a biscuit. But it's a like it's a cookie. It's not like Yeah. You've never had one? I have no idea. You probably have had them before. Like what 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 is an English biscuit? It's pretty much just a, a rectangular cookie or a square cookie. I, but it's not like it's no. kind of like a cracker taste to it. No, here. See, not you're wrong. Cracker. Not a cracker. You're incorrect. Yeah, biscuit is a term for a diverse variety of baked, commonly flour-based food products. Exactly. So, so I'm. It could be a sugar cookie. Um, all right. Next up, you had Nia Jax taking on Sarah Pierce, picking up the victory. Do we care though? That is the big question. Do we care? And then she got a promo afterwards, which, like, The Rock, is he was there. Why couldn't he just help her? Like, why? Like, what was that promo? Why would you even have The Rock come? Why I would didn't say The Rock that? should come out. I said The Rock was there. He couldn't, like, help her with her promo? <laughs> like, backstage. I, I think pull the plug on her before it's too late. Send her back down to NXT. That's not going to happen. Don't build. She's going to. She's not worth it. So she's not. A, I'm not a fan of her. Well, I don't think she's good at all. So release. Next up, you had a segment where Bailey and Stephanie McMahon were in the ring. Stephanie telling Bailey to do what is right. She should relinquish her championship and give it back. Same exact thing that Alexa Bliss did last week on SmackDown. With Naomi. Just yes. saying. So. But, well, this week, same thing. No, last week, Alexa Bliss said, you're injured. You're going to either give me that title back or I'm going to take it. Oh, well, this week she actually right, but, went a little further. Okay. But, yeah, so uh, Stephanie McMahon wanted the title back. And uh, Bailey was like considering it, which I was like, no, hell no, absolutely no, hell no, they better not do that. <laughs> and uh, Sasha Banks came out, defended Bailey, and said that the reason why she should be champion still. And uh, <laughs> Bailey said, hell no, I'm absolutely not giving up this title. And uh, Charlotte came out. She did Sasha her Charlotte thing. Sasha Banks said that her knee was better than challenged Charlotte to the match, so, but not before Charlotte invoked her, her rematch clause for the pay per view. Yeah, but I did like how they were bringing up like she can't do it on her own, like she can't do it without Sasha's help, which is just stupid because she couldn't do it without Ric Flair's help. She couldn't do it without. Well, also, she's a heel, so you're not going to bring that up. I mean, unless you had a face commentary, right, you would yeah. bring that up, but she's just, not going to bring just, that up. Just stupid to me, though. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so Fastlane, you're going to be seeing Bailey versus Charlotte. Will this be Charlotte's first ever singles title loss on pay-per-view? Or will, stupid us, Charlotte be going into WrestleMania as a champion? 
<laughs> I wonder. Because that's that's the pattern. But then what does that say if you have the women's title change so quickly on SmackDown and then you have the same thing with here? No, no, no. SmackDown's a different case. SmackDown yeah. was an actual injury. Is her injury. injury actually legit? It seems like it. Seems like she's not. She has the same injury that Rollins has currently. Is it, or is it them not being confident with her? I'm pretty sure they're not not confident with her. If they if they weren't confident with her, they wouldn't have given her the title. Well, you could also change your change your mind and be like, oh, actually, no. we're not confident. I don't think so. I don't know. I think, I think, I think she was actually injured. transitional champions is because you change your mind. No, I think she was actually injured. And I think uh, the Raw Women's Championship was garbage. Garbage mm. as soon as, as that happened. WrestleMania happens, boom. Title gets lost. Mm-hmm. Charlotte gains it back. Sasha wins it. Charlotte gains it back. Sasha wins it. Charlotte gets it back. Bailey wins it. Yeah. Well, this all led into Sasha Banks taking on Charlotte Flair, picking up the victory in this match. Dana Brooke trying to make her presence felt, but Bailey coming out for the save. Dana Brooke, what is with that running? Jogging slowly down to the ring. That was awful. She's that a bodybuilder. She doesn't know. It. She doesn't need to know how to run. That was just awful. Are I you mean, saying you could have run ran faster than her, Brandon? I think you could have ran faster than her. Hashtag offensive. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think about all this? Uh, that the, Bailey hitting Dana distracted Charlotte, which led to the end of the match. Yeah. I think Raw needs new writers. Mm-hmm. Even the segment before that, I thought it was just like straight up like divas. Like that was like that's something the divas would be doing. Yeah. I agree. I think that I really feel like the creative team is dropping the ball with the tag team division and with this, with the women's division. And it's which like, were both which were both like I think a year ago they were just just really on the up and up, both divisions. But then I don't know if it's laziness or something, but they just went downhill. I don't know. But it's like I don't even know. Like I'm not confident in in any of the women cutting their promos for the most part. Like Mm -hmm. I don't buy a majority of it. And it's Uh, like I can't – like I can't even – like I I Well, I, I buy their promos. Sometimes I really just don't. Like, there's bits and pieces of promos that I like, but ultimately I don't think I don't think a bunch of them are good on the mic. And I think, like, when I watch Monday Night Raw, a lot Who of people... Who is good on the mic for women? That's, I, I, I literally, I couldn't even think of it. Who has I, ever... I went back in time, I was thinking, like, Lita? I don't think so. Trish Stratus? I don't think so. The only person, the only women... That were ultimately, I think, the best women on the microphone in WWE. Stephen McMahon and Vicky Guerrero. Uh-huh. And I, I literally, I can't think of any active women, past, present, that I, I could successfully be like, yes, that, that those promos were great. What about AJ? Not in the ring, but on the mic-wise. She did have an ability to to grab the crowd and really 
I think some of it was hokey, but a majority of it, I guess, yes, you would say. I mean, compared to what else we have in the going on. But like, you know? But, like, who else? I don't even know. I really, I can't think of anyone. And I don't want to offend anyone. Well, don't worry. They're not listening. Oh, maybe. They might be. You don't know. <laughs> John Favreau might report it to them. Maybe. Well, like, there's but. bits and pieces that I, that I see that I liked. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I think it just, it could come down to the writers. And I think I've I mean, been saying this for a long time, that Raw needs new writers. 100% they need new writers. Throughout, I can't even think of a wrestler, a female wrestler who had, outside of AJ, Vicky, and uh, who else did you say? Stephanie. Stephanie, who has had that that capability to just and grip I think, an audience. I think that might be, like, because that there, there's so many, there's so much stronger... Uh, Mike workers that are male than than we've ever seen female. Mm-hmm. Like we just spoke at the opening of the show, Stone Cold Steve Austin, probably one of the best on the microphone. Yeah, Rock, one of the best on the microphone. Triple H, one of the best. Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens now, more and more. And it's like there aren't, like I feel like we really don't see women cut promos on mm-hmm. the independent scene. Like, the, there's no, like, they don't, there's nothing that builds them up with promos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, they have their all-women companies and stuff that include promos. Yeah. But I don't, there's just, like, I don't know. I, I don't know who, like, it just needs, I don't know. I I, I just, I don't know. Hmm. Seems like you don't <laughs> I, yeah, know. I really, I don't. I think that's what you're getting at. Is that, you that's all I, I have to say. Because I, I really, I can't think of any any woman. Hmm. Where would you rank Trish Stratus up there? I don't even remember I mean, her promo. At, t- at times I'm thinking about it, I'm like, was it all just looks? Like even wrestling abilities? Uh, no, not wrestling abilities, but promo-wise, when they were talking and everything, was it just looks, or did they actually say stuff that was actually meaningful? I don't know. Hmm. Like Mickey James promos. They were good, but Mm -hmm. I don't remember specific ones. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I'm I'm just as baffled as you are with trying to think of anyone. I mean... But now, like, we never really had segments like this until now. mm -hmm. We, We didn't really have strong women promos or where they needed strong women promos before in the show. Now that yeah. this whole women's revolution thing happened, there there's more need for women to be exactly like the men. Mm. And there's just, it's not there. Yeah. Well, all right. That is the women wrestling coverage right there for you. Um, Next up, you had Kevin Owens taking on Sami Zayn, a non-title match. Well, right before the match, Sami Zayn starts coming. He cuts a promo backstage, brings up uh, or surrounding Samoa Joe. So on his way down to the ring, Samoa Joe comes out and just beats him up bad, brutally, and then tosses him in the ring 
allowing pretty much Kevin Owens just to pick up the corpse of Sami Zayn and hit him with a few cannonballs and then pop up Barrel Bomb and then there's your match. Well, first, also, before we even go to the match, entrance, predictable. Oh, of course. I mean, I won't deny that. I mean, I know last week we said that you wanted them to act a little bit quicker. But I think that this was very predictable, but I'm okay with that. Next up, I want to talk about commentary. Stupid. How so? Oh, how could Zayn wrestle now? He's not going to wrestle. This match can't happen, but it's Sami Zayn. We've never we've seen Sami Zayn get attacked millions of times, and every single time he's gone on to go into the match. Yes, but you also have to play up. No, do not uh, give me that. I'm so, I, do not give me Braun Strowman is weaker than Joe than Samoa Joe. Oh no, but you still have to play up that Sami Sami Zayn is an underdog and he will fight through everything. But they're not playing that. They're saying, "Oh, he won't. There's no way he'll wrestle now." Well, of course you're doubting him. So this way, everybody's watching. Like, where he's there, everyone watching. They're like, "Oh, he can do it. He can do it." And the commentary is saying that they can't. He can't do it. And you know, and then he doesn't. He tries to do it at least. And this match was what two, three moves. Pretty much. Which I don't, I don't understand why they keep giving us Zayn versus Kevin Owens. But I like I, how Kevin Owens said earlier in the night that if Mick Foley keeps this up, he's going to have more people injured than on the active roster. Mm-hmm. So, I'm okay with it. I like these matches. I well, I well, I do like the circumstances of this match, but I do like the Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens match look, matches. I'm fine with Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens if it happens on a house show. I am not fine with it. it. They Literally, they said this was going to be the last time they were ever fighting. And then they, we've seen it like 17 times more since then. It's just, it's, I don't understand how, we, like, we, we don't, we have memories. Yeah. We're not goldfish. No, we're not goldfish. So, they shouldn't, they shouldn't treat us like we are. Mm-hmm. So don't stop giving us Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. They should have. Sami Zayn should have been on SmackDown. Don't treat us like jobbers. We're not jobbers. You want to call us a jobber tag team? You're the jobber tag. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't heard from him in a while. Who? Or that clip. Oh, I was like, who, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, what's his face? It was Damian Demanto. Yeah. Don't call me a jobber. Don't call me a jobber. Yeah. Uh, speaking of jobbers and calling people things, next up was probably the most ridiculous Brock Lesnar promo, interview, whatever you want to call it, segment I've ever seen. Like, the words that Paul Heyman was saying literally mm. did not matter at all to me. The only thing that was the it was Brock Lesnar at one point just gets up during the interview, turns a chair around and sits in it and faces sits right in front of the camera as the camera zooms in closer and closer and closer and closer onto his face. I could guarantee you the writers and producers or whoever did that segment were high fiving themselves backstage like, oh, this this was the greatest thing we've ever done. This was the coolest thing we've ever done. 
That was the dumbest segment I have ever seen for an interview with a pro wrestler. Absolutely the dumbest thing. I need your thoughts. What did you think? You were like, I liked it. Yeah, I actually <laughs> wanted to finish what you were saying because I can't, I can't disagree with you anymore. I've, I was actually a big fan of it because it's something that we haven't seen. That was the I, dumbest thing. What did you like about it? I like the fact that it was pretty much like Paul. I mean, like usual, Paul Heyman being the puppet master and uh, being the voice of Brock Lesnar. But I was a big fan of that. It takes away Michael Cole completely out of the equation and puts Paul Heyman in that spotlight as he always is. But I just I liked it. It was a lot different. Can you tell me what the promo was about? Oh, not at all. So then, what did you? I don't understand what you liked about it. I like that it was different. I like that it was different. It was something that we've never seen before. It was literally and the dumbest promo I've ever seen with Brock Lesnar. I, but you're also asking the wrong person if I remember something. <laughs> I mean, I can barely remember last year's WrestleMania card. Uh, last year's WrestleMania card was the one that we went to, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Don't even Josh with me. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of people I saw making fun of this this segment on. Well, of course, there's a lot to make fun of. I mean, if you're looking at stuff to make fun of, that's easy. But I thought it was good. I don't think you thought that. Right. I, I can't see that at all. <laughs> I really can't. You know, when we got off the air, I'm gonna be like, dude, I was actually that was awful. Yeah, probably. <laughs> But uh, something that was not awful, something that we definitely could both agree on, was the main event of Monday Night Raw, which was the big show taking on Braun Strowman. Strowman picking up the victory. Uh, I thought this match might have been Braun Strowman's best one-on-one -on -one match ever. Mm. Yeah, and I thought this did so much more for Braun Strowman to build him up against Roman Reigns than it did with Mark Henry versus Strowman last week. And I, I don't have any complaints about this match. Yeah. I thought this match was awesome. I mean, both Chris and I were marking out over the uh, the kip-up that he performed. I mean, me and you saw that. A lot of people haven't seen him do that, but me and you saw that clip of him on a house show do it. I think it was actually against the big show. Uh, where he performed the kip-up, and me and you were like, wow, I wish he does this in a match, and he finally got his chance to do it in a match against Big Show. And it's, it's unfortunately, unfortunately, he's not going to be able to... I don't I don't think he's going to be able to do it against anybody else. Maybe Big E? Yeah, I don't... That's... Yeah. Maybe... Maybe... Maybe Cesaro? But it's funny, because I popped when... I mean, we'll speak about it later also, but with the new DLC that came out for mm -hmm. 2K17... One of the matches, Big Show does a kip up in it, huh? And I pop for that. Yeah, but yeah, this match I thought it was really great. Yeah, it was. and I and it's like you didn't know Braun Strowman was going to win, even though like you knew Braun Strowman was going to win. Mm -hmm. The one thing I guess I really would have hoped for in this segment was for the ring to maybe collapse. Because like they, uh, they built it up. They were I like, like, oh, we're reinforcing hokey. the ring. I hope you're reinforcing it. Oh, we will. And like they even showed them reinforcing the ring. Mm -hmm. I thought it would have been so much better if like they – because they're gigantic men. Even though Big Show is as light as 
the lightest he's been since WCW. He great shape. Yeah, which I still think he should be wearing trunks now. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I think it would have been I think it would have added to the monstrosity of Braun Strowman if the ring collapsed. Uh huh. I, I thought it was a very good match. I mean, unless I love his uh, I mean, it gets later on the match. After the match concludes, Roman Reigns comes out. As soon as the match ended, it, Roman Reigns' music hit. Yeah, but there was I love that front drop kick that he did. Yeah, Strowman. Well, Roman Reigns hit two Superman punches. Strowman got down on his uh, on his knee or whatever in the corner, and Reigns set up for a spear, and boom, front drop kick. And it was sick. Yeah. So, Braun so. Strowman's getting more and more impressive each week. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that is Monday Night Raw. Let's talk about some SmackDown now. Yeah, which unfortunately opened with Daniel Bryan having to take the championship away from Naomi due to injury. Yeah. Um, because I guess she couldn't, she wouldn't be able to compete within 30 days. That's what they say. Um, I liked how relatable Daniel Bryan was to this segment Mm -hmm. in the fact that he also had to give up the title. Yeah. And uh, Alexa Bliss made her way out and said that since she was the last champion, she should still just be champion. And Daniel Bryan like heavily considered it. And I was like, there's no way. There's no way that he's just going to hand it to her. I thought I thought the angle that she played was great, though. The listen, I just helped you out with giving you this amazing idea. Let's go through with this. Let's do it right now. All right, good. We're on the same page. Give me the title. I love that. Uh, her on the mic is just amazing, and then her control of the crowd is even better. Yeah. Where everyone was saying either her response when they were saying, we can't hear you. And she's just like, oh, I know you can hear me. Or the response to the what chant and everything. I feel like it was – there were moments where I had a feeling that Daniel Bryan wanted to smile or laugh at the reaction that she was giving the crowd because it was so good. Yeah. So. Yeah, she's, she's – yeah. I mean since since NXT, she's come a long way. Since, I mean even – Since her debut. Yeah, I mean, even in NXT, me and you were talking about her for a long time, saying she got the look, she has the talent. Well, let's I mean, see, not, let's see not more. for a long time, literally since, well, yeah, for a long time, since she debuted. Yeah, from, since, from since we debut. saw that first sparkle splash, and we were absolutely <laughs> blown away by it. Yeah, shades of Bam Bam Bigelow a little bit. Not really, though. I mean, <laughs> not, not really, I mean it's not a little salt, it's, uh, it's the opposite way. Yeah. That's true. It's Twisted Bliss. Twisted Bliss. But But Daniel Bryan set up a match anyway. Alexa Bliss, since she was the last champion before Naomi, versus Becky Lynch. I I thought this was a good match. I had no clue who was going to walk out as champion. Um, And then Alexa Bliss picks up the victory very cheaply. Following a throat shot to Becky I don't know Lynch. why they say that was cheap, though. I, I I mean, depends on if you heal or face, you could say that it was smart. But I don't understand. But I know. I mean, seriously, taking out heel or face, a throat thrust shouldn't be like, 
oh, that's such a cheap move. Well, isn't it illegal? How could that be illegal? People do, like, uppercuts and stuff to the throat. Kane used to do that all the time. Yes. They do choke slams. But then what's the reaction of the referee after they do it? I don't know. I don't it's, I don't see how that's a cheap move at all. It's a throat thrust. People used to do like tongue and death grip. That's a throat move. Yeah. They used to squeeze the throat. I just I don't see how that's a cheap. The cheapness of that aspect was afterwards when she grabbed Becky Lynch's trunks for momentum. Yeah. But I don't see that throat thrust as a cheap move at all. I was a big fan of it. Even if it wasn't cheap or whatever. If you want to call it cheap, not cheap, I thought it was a great way to finish the match. Yeah. And as much as I wanted to see, well, as much as I do want to see Becky Lynch like, go into WrestleMania as champion, I wanted nothing but but Alexa Bliss to be champion again. Yeah. So I'm happy to see her as champion I mean, it's unfortunate to see Naomi's title reign cut short by injury, but I'm happy Alexa Bliss is champion again. Yeah. I mean, this this SmackDown diva Ross uh, diva storylines and women storylines. Yes, women's besides Natalia Nippy has really I've been a big fan of. As compared to what's going on with Raw, where it's just like, eh, right. like when ba- when Bailey won the championship, I didn't care. I may have been the only person that didn't care. I don't as much as anybody why, else. I don't know why you wouldn't have cared about that. I don't know. Although I guess in some sense you shouldn't have cared because it should have happened on pay-per-view at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Nope, that's WWE for you. It just didn't make – it didn't do anything for me. Maybe – who knows? Maybe if I watched the event live, it would be a different scenario as well. But I'm not too sure. Well, in any case, after this match took place, Mickey James ran down to the ring to attack Becky Lynch. But uh, Becky kind of got the better of her, and Mickey James scrambled off. So we're going to see that continue. Are we going to see Mickey James win the championship at WrestleMania? I don't know if you'll see that. I think Alexa Bliss will be going into Mania as champion. And but probably now knowing WWE is, fighting on the pre-show or some stupid thing like that. That's what I was about to say. How many deep women's wrestling matches are we going to be getting? Yeah, it's that's like we said this on the show recently too. You have to have the Raw Women's Championship, and I really do think you need the SmackDown Women's Championship. I I agree. Why? How can you have one and not the other? What is that going to say? Well, Raw is a lot more better than SmackDown because. Well, we can actually be on the WrestleMania card while SmackDown can't. But it's like, but like, I'm, I still, I would assume it's going to be like a, oh, I don't know how you could do that. I was going to say, I assume there will be like a fatal four-way for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh-huh. But I don't know if you can actually have two fatal four-way matches on the same card because I'm pulling for that SmackDown main event to be a fatal four-way for the championship. What? Are you including Dean Ambrose in this, or what Absolutely do you mean? Not. Dean Ambrose is IC champion. I'm yeah, so what, what? I'm including AJ Styles. Oh. Well, you know about everything else going on with that. But, like, the, nothing's been planted yet. Yeah. Which I mean, I'll, I'll say it when, once we get to that <laughs> more so. But but I want, like, where, where do you... Is it on, on Talking Smack? 
In what sense? He's, I mean, this week he said he wished Shane was here, because Shane's better. Uh -huh. so, so that ain't really, like... All right. But as far as the women's championship goes, who go... Like, what kind of match do you see for Mania if Alexa Bliss is champion? Who else is left? If Alexa Bliss is champion... You have you have Mickey James who's a heel. You have uh, Natalia who's a heel. You have. Unfortunately, I can't see a solos match. Becky Lynch. Unfortunately, I just can't see a solo match. <clears throat> I only see this being a a multiple woman like a six way match or uh, more or an eight. Eight woman match, which would be sad because that just happened. Yeah, and unfortunately, I could easily see them do that. There aren't enough women on the SmackDown roster to have a match like that. With Naomi being out and them absolutely planting seeds. One, two, three, four. Well, I mean, the only let's take out Nikki. And she's not really a wrestler, but Maurice, because they're going to have that match. So off the top of my head, Natalia, Alexa, Becky. Who else does SmackDown have? Mickey? Three heels and a face. And but Eva is there Marie, anyone else? Eva Marie, who's nowhere to be found. Eva Marie. Uh, it stinks, but what? They, they, they just did the Raw vs. SmackDown. That's Ew. Survivor Series. No, yeah. They? No, wasn't that Mania? No, they didn't do that. I feel like they had a women's of Raw versus SmackDown. I don't know. So, but it, it that that's like that's a possibility. Uh -huh. I don't see it happening. It could also just end up being something like Naomi is back in time. And she does get that chance to, to win in Orlando, in her home city. Uh-huh. So, you'll have to wait and find out at WrestleMania. Yeah. Up next, you saw American Alpha defeat Brazongo. Uh, Brazongo attacked them before the match even started. And uh, I guess it's through like those little, the little things that they're going to try and build American Alpha up. Mm -hmm. Like when they won the tag team titles or whatever it was, they were they were like beaten down completely, and then boom, out of nowhere, they won the match. Yeah. So it's like this: they get beaten down, and then they were fully recover and win the match. Yeah. But I liked. You must have liked it. They hit the Steinerizer to win the match. They didn't. I. That, but I mean, yeah, a, a German, a German. What what is it? An electric chair with a a bulldog. Bulldog. I, I hope that they get into the Hall of Fame as a tag team. Well, I would really like that. I actually thought about that the other day because I saw oh a WWE YouTube channel was posting a match of Steiner Brothers, and when I saw it, I was just like, I hope that this means that they're going to announce that they are being inducted. Well, we haven't had two... I don't think we've had two tag teams inducted at the same time before. 
Um, I'd be all for the Steiner brothers getting inducted. I just don't know if WWE would with Scotty Steiner's mouth. Well, I mean, we've heard about other people's mouths and how well, are they going to cut it or anything. Hmm. I mean, Michael P.S. Hayes, but those are always the best, the best accepting uh, speeches. I don't think anyone ever said anything like that with Hayes. I, I thought we did. We were like, we don't know what he's going to end up saying. I don't know about that. But if there's people that, like if with WWE Hall of Fame ceremonies, like the people that you have to worry about, like Iron Sheik, he was he was definitely one of those people. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Scott Steiner would be one of them, and so would Jim Cornette if that would ever happen. Mm-hmm. So, but... After this match took place, the Usos came out through the crowd and I think cut one of the best promos we've ever seen from them. Um, it was very passionate. And uh, I guess we'll see that match take place at WrestleMania. Yeah, I thought that this was a great promo cut by the Usos after the match. And I like the fact that they were in the crowd, not on the ramp or anything like that. It's just really... Uh, Invading, kind of. Yeah, because it, it allowed them to get super close without actually breaching. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I liked it. I was all for it. Yeah. Um, next up, you ended up having Natalia picking the victory over Nikki in a false count anywhere match. I this liked, match took place all over the place. I like the crowd fighting and the backstage stuff here. I what liked, do you mean? You, like all the, the stuff that they did backstage and, and, out, and like the ringside area stuff. I sent you that gif of Nikki doing that roundhouse kick, which if you watch the actual clip, it's a lot faster than that and doesn't look like that. Mm-hmm. So, no, I watched the actual clip, but even still, I'm not a fan of that kick. I thought that roundhouse kick that she did from the equipment box was awesome. Um, and then even taking it backstage, I said last week this match was going to be a really good match to plant seeds. And then all of a sudden, Natalia tossed Nikki into Maurice. Yeah, that was a. I thought that was a really well planned spot too. The way that turned, um, they were brawling, and Maurice was just following this guy, random person, and Nikki got thrown right into her, took her out, and then the, and then Natalia went right through that that glass panel, the oh, glass mirror yeah. mirror. Mirror. I was like, or, be, or a mirror. To be frank, the, the, the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I thought that was great, too. And then they they ended up on the ramp. Nikki had that fearless lock in on Natalia, and Maurice came with a random lead pipe and just started beating down Nikki with it and until Miz pulled her off. Yeah. So I thought that was really good. And that was just another seed that was planted for the, the rumored match that we've heard of. And that wasn't the only planted seed that we have towards that rumored match. No, because um, the next match was the number one contendership battle royal. Which came down to AJ Styles and Luke Harper. But before that, even... Yeah, you had The Miz, Cena, Corbin, Cruz, Kalisto, Ziggler, and Ambrose. And Mojo. Um, Oh, and Mojo. Yeah. How can we forget about Mojo? Um, yeah, but the big things to stand out was John Cena 
eliminating The Miz. Even, and then well, the, even before that, though, I thought it was really funny that the crowd was going along with Miz in his Daniel Bryan kicks and the yes chance. Yeah. Normally they would like boo that or whatever, but he was doing those the corner drop kicks and then the yes kicks. Everyone's chanting yes along with Miz. Which and then that's when John Cena eliminated Miz right after that. Yeah, but then he got his revenge, jumped right back in there a little bit later on and eliminated the Miz. Yeah, and I like how Cena I mean, tried uh, to Cena. Yeah, and Cena tried to get back in the ring, be like, I'm not eliminated. Like how could I, how could he eliminate me? Yeah. But Cena was out, and that that was boom, seed planted again. Yeah, it was perfect. John Cena and Nikki Bella versus Miz and Maurice at WrestleMania. So we get to see WrestleMania 27, John Cena versus Miz, and WrestleMania 20, no, 33, John Cena versus Miz. Then you ended up having uh, the Kalisto Ziggler stuff still going on with Cruz. That stuff Um, that, that they did on the ring apron was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I also, after that, with aside from the Ambrose, not Ambrose, the Ziggler, Kalisto, and Apollo Crews stuff, Ambrose eliminated Baron Corbin. And Corbin pulled Ambrose out and hit the end of days, and I was like, no. No, please no. <laughs> it worried the hell out of me, because Ambrose was out. That would have been like the perfect amount of time for him to get back in the ring when there was like one person left. Boom. Going to WrestleMania. Yeah. But uh, it came down to him getting eliminated after when it was the three of them. AJ Styles, Luke Harper, and Ambrose. And uh, to me, no matter which way you look at it, AJ Styles probably touched first. Uh, yeah, I think every angle and every person you speak to will agree that AJ Styles touched first. But Daniel Bryan said next week we're going to be seeing Luke Harper versus AJ Styles to see who will be the number one contender. Which is bogus. How? I mean, you obviously see that AJ well, touched first. You don't, you don't really see it. There, Dude. They didn't, no, like it looks like that, yes, but you don't really see the feet. They don't yes, have that camera angle. Well, they also didn't re-show the, that one angle that showed AJ going down first. And I'm pretty positive in that clip you sent me, you see AJ touching for, before Luke Harper is still in the air. You sent it to me. But Daniel Bryan went on to like further try and like back it up and explain it on Talking Smack by saying that both feet need to touch first. Or need to touch and, and AJ Styles like, so what are you kidding me? Like, it means like I could just get eliminated and hop on one foot? <laughs> well, yeah, that's Kofi Kingston. Yeah, I mean, basically. He's had similar spots. But, but yeah, so it's like they clearly they know they didn't get what they wanted out of that segment. But I'm, I, I like it. I'm a fan of it. And because I, I'm a fan of it because I want it to lead to eventually somehow like Luke Harper gets into the match. And that brings Randy Orton back into the picture. Like, I'm not going to let Bray Wyatt lose this. I'm going to help him out here. And then AJ Styles is in the match. That leads to a fatal four-way. That's what I'm hoping. You had AJ Styles push Luke Harper. Harper hit that that discus clothesline after the... And everyone was arguing. So next week, maybe we'll see another... And that, that clothesline looked beast. 
Yeah. I'm just not a fan of this, how you're going to tell me. I feel like this is one of those moments where you always say, don't treat us like we're stupid. And I feel like this is one of those moments where they're trying to treat us as if we are stupid. Like when it happened with with Batista and John Cena, like it really, like they literally both touched at the same exact time. Yeah, but this was not one of those moments. This time it looked like AJ Styles touched first. Yeah, it's just frustrating. From what I was reading on the on the sites and stuff, they were saying that WWE apparently went with this route because they didn't know if they want to toss uh, Luke Harper in that main in the SmackDown main event for WrestleMania yet, which I would be okay with. I'm sure you're okay with that. I mean, I just preached it. Yeah. So I really think because if I mean, come on, don't do Shane versus versus AJ Styles. Yeah. Well, it just doesn't make sense to. This is my mark, uh, my mark dreams, my mark booking. Before wait, before you say that, can I say what I thought was going to happen on SmackDown? Why, of course. I thought it was going to be Shane coming out, siding with Luke Harper as the victor in that match, where AJ Styles would be like, "Are you kidding me?" And then like somehow fights with Shane McMahon, and then they get into it. Then that like that plants that seed perfectly, mm-hmm. but your mark dreams are. That's, that's a good moment. I would say like maybe AJ uh, Shane McMahon sides with AJ touching first, and he somehow has he found a a clip of AJ touching first that they either filmed through a fan or whatever, and he says, "Here you go, Daniel Bryan. You wanted the evidence. Well, here you go. Clear and simple. Luke Harper wins." And that pushes Zul Harper ahead. And then AJ Styles wants to go at Shane McMahon. Shane says, no, I'm not going to – I'm not even stepping into the ring, but I will find a substitute for me. And I had to search all over the place to find someone. And I even had to go off of my roster. And then out comes Finn Balor. You have Finn Balor versus AJ Styles, even though he is on SmackDown. But somehow Shane McMahon could work a deal uh, – work a deal – with Foley or whatever, or saying that because he is a McMahon and everything, he was able to talk it out with Stephanie, and it's Finn Balor versus AJ Styles at WrestleMania. You wouldn't rather see a fatal four-way with AJ Styles versus Luke Harper versus Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt, where every corner has a McMahon? <laughs> no. That was a joke. Oh. Because WrestleMania 2000 was that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, I would not want that. Yeah, so if they're going to... I mean, if that was even a possibility with AJ Styles versus Finn Balor, I'd be fine with it. Um, mm-hmm. I just wish that there would be been more build-up for it. Because, like, what? when do they when do they say... When does Shane drop the bombshell? Like, oh, by the way, here's my replacement. Because, like, next week you have – after next next week, there's one, two, three, four, five weeks till WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. There, I mean, there is time. There is a month buildup you have. So. But we'll see. We'll see what comes of it. Hopefully it'll be a fatal four-way. Oh, I'm going to say hopefully it is a triple threat with Luke Harper. Well, I'd be fine with that as well. Just uh, have to find AJ Styles something to do. Because AJ Styles deserves a big match at WrestleMania. 
Mm-hmm. But that was some WWE talk. Let's take a break right now. And we'll be right back here on Marking Now. We have magic shows. What? Balloon animals. What? Game for kids. What? Popcorn machine. What? Titanic machine. What? And bouncing castle. What? For your kids' birthday parties. What? Welcome back to Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. You're still listening to episode 316. Let's uh, move on from the sports entertainment to some outside the ring news. Yeah, unfortunately, this past week there were a few uh, uh, deaths in the pro wrestling community. Uh, George the Animal Steele passed away on the 16th uh, due to a kidney failure. You ever you ever meet George Steele or no? No, I have not. I met have him at you? A, I met him at an ice cream store, an ice cream shop in Massachusetts. How was he? He was awesome. Him and Captain Lou Albano, they were like the friendliest the friendliest people there. Really? I only see that one interview with uh, George the Animal Steel, and it doesn't put, paint him in the most friendly light. Yeah, no, he was super awesome there. That's very cool. Yeah. I um, just thought, like, that's like, I have, like, when I was a kid, all I cared about were autographs. Yeah, of course. And it's like, I just, now, now these days, I just want pictures with people. And it's like, it's I, only I was you so felt that way two years ago. Yeah, right. But no, <laughs> like, I wish I had a picture with George Steele. And Captain Lou. Yeah, um, definitely. Captain Lou, another great. Um, also passing away on the 17th, the day after, was Nicole Bass. Um, she had a heart attack, leaving her brain dead. Um, and there was a lot of speculation that she passed away sooner than she really did. But unfortunately, uh, she was pulled from a ventilator on the 17th. And um, she passed away. And then on the 18th, Ivan Koloff uh, passed away as well uh, to liver uh, liver cancer. Very unfortunate. Um, our thoughts and condolences go out to all three of their family and friends. Um, very sad stuff. I mean, it's always awful when there is a death in the pro wrestling community, let alone more than one. Just very, very unfortunate and sad. Uh, sad. Yeah, I mean, uh, George Steele and Ivan Koloff definitely have huge Madison Square Garden histories with uh, Bruno San Martino. So if you're a Madison Square Garden fan like me, you could definitely look those matches up and check them out. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's get on to some more outside the ring news. Billy Kay. Uh, she may have been potentially injured at a WWE NXT taping taking on Ember Moon. Uh, no really news out there yet. It's supposed to be aired in the beginning of March, but hopefully she is A-OK and doesn't hinder her from any appearance around WrestleMania time. I'm skipping that next thing. Okay. <laughs> because that is complete spoiler. Well, I mean, we could always just say spoiler. Yeah, I don't want to say about that. It. I don't need to talk about that yet. All right. I mean, really, it's not a big deal in my mind. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't want to spoil it. But up next, uh, Heidi Lovelace is going to be wrestling as Ruby Riot now in NXT. That that's that's like that's less of a spoiler. 
Yeah, um, everyone's <laughs> been. Apparently, a lot of people are big fans of this uh, name for her. I think it's a pretty cool name for her. So I guess we're going to be seeing her very soon on the roster and let the opinions about her wrestling and everything start to gather. I, I mean, wonder, I had to see a lot more of her. I wonder if that name came from, like, because, like, Ruby Rose, kind of. That, Ruby the, Rose. Isn't that what her name is from, uh, from uh, Orange is the New Black? Oh, I don't know. I thought about Ruby, like, Ruby Soho, the Rancid song. I don't know who that is. The You know the song, definitely, Ruby Soho. I don't know. Um, I fig- I thought maybe Ruby and then Riot from, I mean, just anything. I just, I mean, I right. mean like, I mean, you got the double R's, I assume, because Ruby Rose is, like, covered in tattoos, too. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, talking about tattoos and being covered, Paige. Uh, her family is, as we spoke about, is going to be the focus of a docu of a documentary or a film. It's a film. A it's film. a movie. This is coming off a super lifetimey, like okay. right now. Yeah, a lifetime. Well, not lifetime, but a lifetime like <laughs> movie. Fighting with my family. I uh, Florence uh, Pugh is portraying Paige, and then Tessa Blanchard was actually there as her stunt double, and Thea Trinidad is portraying AJ Lee. Um, so all of this went down following after Monday Night Raw, which like you see clips and it's like so weird. Yeah, you see. First of all, uh, Thea Trinidad, Trinidad coming, skipping out to AJ Lee's theme song. She blew me away with that AJ Lee impression. Yeah, she nailed it. Um, Even AJ Lee giving her props on Twitter oh, did too. She? Yeah, she said how she she never looked better. But, like, so, I don't understand, like, like if, if they're going for, like, the night after WrestleMania, why are they not in the same gear and stuff? And why did she come down wearing a, a like, a, a boxing robe? I don't know. It was super weird. That's why it's, um, just, it's coming off super lifetime right now. I mean, the attire doesn't really make a difference to me. I think one of the... If you're going to make a biopic, man, you're going to make it like how it was. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not just going to have, like, if you were doing a biopic about Muhammad Ali and his, like, biggest fight ever, he's wearing white trunks or something, you're not going to change the color of his trunks to, like, red or yellow or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, to me, that's like a huge thing of it being accurate. So... Mm -hmm. But it's like super – like what are they going to do with like the fans and the giant WrestleMania sign that was there? Like the fans, are they going to – like they clearly they wanted fans in the arena for it. But they have like AJ Styles shirts and Enzo and Cass and, and people who didn't exist in 2014 on the mm-hmm. main roster. So it's weird. I mean I think one of the bigger takeaways from this was The Rock – the Rock came out uh, as he is the producer, I believe, or director. Uh, I don't think he's the director, and I don't know if he, I mean I would assume maybe he's the producer, but mm-hmm. well, I think he came he's out going to be in it too. Well, he he did come out uh, in the middle of the ring, and he decided that it was a great idea to get on the phone and try to FaceTime and call CM Punk. I don't know if this was before or afterwards, though. 
I say after. Because there was, like, The Rock, I know, 15 minutes before Raw came out to hype up the crowd as well. Oh. Uh-huh. And I think, like, that might have been when the Vince McMahon thing happened, but I'm not positive. Yeah, because Vince McMahon came out to kind of like, all right, let's go, come back and come back to the time to call it quits, take it home. Like, I thought, like, okay, come back, it's about the time time to start Raw. Mm-hmm. But, but the stuff might have, I'm assuming that stuff with Punk happened afterwards. Where he yeah. called CM Punk, but CM Punk tweeted that he was out walking his dog or whatever. Yeah. But he said thank you to the Los Angeles crowd. Yeah. Do you think he actually called them? Yeah, I don't see why he wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. We did that on our show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That was so stupid. Yeah. Uh but yeah, so I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna pass judgment on this film until I actually see it. No, I mean I let's see it. But the documentary was great, so you should definitely check that out. Yeah. Um. All right. So also Monday Night Raw, The Rock, The Trinidad, The Tessa Blanchard. They weren't the only people at Monday Night Raw. JTG, John Morrison, and Ty, Ty Valkyrie. Ty, uh, they were sitting Ty, up there uh, in a suite. They had a Lucha Underground suite, it looked like. Of the, the them three. But it's so stupid. During Monday Night Raw, they kept like praising, oh, there's celebrities. Oh, so many celebrities are out tonight. And they didn't show any of them. Mm-hmm. Like the guy, Skylar Austin from uh, Pitch Perfect, he was there. And, well, they showed uh, him backstage, no? No, they didn't. They didn't even. What show was the backstage fallout? That was after the fact. But I mean, they still used them before with that. the fact. Yeah, but they didn't. They, they were touting about how many celebrities were there, and they didn't show any. Uh, Mario Lopez was there. They didn't show him. So I yeah. It would have been nice <laughs> to like actually see celebrities when you're saying celebrities are here. Yeah, but it's no big deal. No, it's no. I don't think many people care much. Yeah. But something people care about, well, especially branded, WWE 2K17 Hall of Fame Showcase is now available for the consoles. Go ahead and talk about this a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we got new, like all the new characters from this. Like, I mean, we got a new Cactus Jack. We got a new Diamond Dallas Page. We got a new, two new Stings. We got a new Boss Man, and we got a new Big Show and a new Bret Hart. Seven new new character models. We got Godfather and Papa Shango added into the game. We got um, Albert added into the game. He was ended up being playable with that match, which was Boss Man with Albert versus Big Show. Uh, it was also Papa Shango versus Godfather in a dream match. Um, we got Wolfpack Sting versus Bret Hart, which if you bought the Goldberg downloadable content, you already have the Halloween Havoc arena. No, is that really a dream match? I, no. Or but is I guess that one of those matches where it's like, you know what, we don't know where to put you. Like last year in the, in the Hall of Fame showcase, they had a Lundra Blaze versus Page as a dream match. Ah. Uh. I guess because they couldn't get any opponents of Blaze. 
Mm-hmm. So in order to, I guess they were like, oh, let's put the Godfather and Papa Shango in and let's do a dream match. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. This actually was the match I enjoyed the most, I guess, for commentary and cutscene purposes. Which uh-huh. was very surprising. But uh, we had Sting versus Ric Flair. Oh, he was another another other character. So there was eight characters. But uh, Ivory and Jacqueline was a match. And they had Fabulous Freebirds, Buddy Roberts, and Michael Hayes versus Kerry and Kevin Von Erich, which awesome that Freebirds and Von Erichs are in it. And then that DDP versus Cactus Jack was also Michael Hayes and uh, Jimmy Garvin. Mm-hmm. So Michael Hayes has two different attires. That's awesome. Uh, I wish there was somehow that like all three Freebirds were matching, but I don't believe they ever teamed up together. But uh, overall, I was very, I was very disappointed with this showcase mode. I think it was like kind of half-assed. It, like they, they, the objectives, there weren't really many objectives to it. What do you mean? Like during the match, normally they used to have like you, like they would like, oh, Irish whip your opponent against the rope. You do uh-huh. it, then it goes into a cutscene, and then like. They would normally have like press buttons and stuff during it gotcha. to actually perform the cutscenes properly, but like this, it didn't seem like they actually cared about this showcase. Nah. And well, I, even I, so, I think like I you got said... I got through with it in like forty minutes or so. Mm-hmm. So, but like we got tons of new moves. Like I said earlier, we got a the catapult and catch and claw for the Von Erich, so that's awesome. And, yeah. Yeah. So. And it's cool. Like, DDP has new, different music. Cactus Jack has the funeral Yeah, I know you were a big fan song. of the DDP. Yeah. Because this, well, this this DDP looks so much better than the one that's in the game. Well, talking about DDP, he was inducted, officially uh, announced as one of the inductees for the Hall of Fame Class of 2017. So that is very awesome. And so they announced, did they announce about Roberts or no? No, he just did an interview where he said he'd like for Jake to inter, uh, induct him. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, even still very deserving, especially for how much effort and how much he worked to, uh, toward getting into professional wrestling as a pro wrestler instead of everything else that he was doing. So, very awesome. I mean, he didn't really get it started until mid-30s. Yeah, I believe his first match might have been at the age of 34 or 32. Yeah, I think 35 or something like that. I think 35 might have been his first title victory. Mm-hmm. But he, but even still, very awesome. Yeah. Um. All right, so let's get on to some indie results. On the 17th, believe, 135 in Orlando, Florida, Aaron Epic defeated Carlos Gabriel. Casey Lennox defeated Amber Nova and Gabby. Uh, John Hess defeated C.T. Brown. Uh, Josh Hess defeated C.T. Brown. The AWA Florida Tag Team Championships are on the line. Johnny Vandal and Tyrannus defending those titles successfully against Chico Adams and Tyler Matrix. And then the SCW Florida Heavyweight title on the line, Rhett Giddings successfully defending against Jesse Neal, but it was by double disqualification, so he still retains that title. Yeah. On the 18th of February, they had PWG only Kings understand each other. 
in Reseda, California. Uh, the first match up, Trevor Lee defeated Cody Rhodes. And apparently they're going to call him Cody Rhodes, right? Yeah, Cody R. Cody, Cody Rhodes. Yeah. They they were they apparently are going to edit a lot out of this match because uh, Trevor Lee insulted Dusty Rhodes at, in the beginning of the match when they were going back and forth, and Cody said that they're going to scrap that from the uh, from the DVD. So very interesting there. Uh, Trent defeated Ray Phoenix. Uh, the Chosen Bros, Jeff Cobb and Matt Riddle, defeated the Unbreakable Effin' Machines, Brian Cage and Michael Elgin. Ricochet defeated Leo Rush. Marty Scarl picking up that victory over Jay White. The Super Click, Adam Cole, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson defeated OI4K. And that was the debut for OI4K, minus Callahan. Yeah. And the PWG World Championship was on the line. Champion Zach. Damn it. Champion Sabre Jr. picked up the victory over Chuck Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the 18th, House of Glory. With glory comes pride in Jamaica, New York. The Hog Tag Team title on the line. EYFBO successfully defending against the Super Savages. Bones defeated Smiley. Big Daddy Cruz and Sonya Strong defeated Sasha Jenkins and Violet. Glory Foundation defeated Private Party. Alexander Falcom, Brian Burgundy, and DJ Marconi defeated the Trust. For the Hog Crown Jewel Championship, champion Cam Broadway successfully retaining that title, defeating Lero Green, uh, Matt Travis, and Rude Boy Riley. I think that was Leroy. I was say, Green. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's supposed to be Leroy, but yeah, that was Skype knows. changing it. Yeah, that was so. Skype. Uh, Hog heavyweight title on the line. Anthony Gangon successfully defending against Matt Seidel. And in a special attraction main event match, you had Alberto El Patron defeating Loki. Yeah, I'm sure that was a, a really good match to be witness to. Uh, on the 19th, Wrestle Circus taking center stage in Austin, Texas. You had DJZ defeating Jervis Cottonbelly, Jonathan Cruz. Oh, and Jonathan Cruz. Yep. I thought like you left off as if there was more to that match. Oh, no. <laughs> Scott Norton picked up the victory over Joey Ryan. Desmond Xavier defeated Ray Phoenix and Shea Strickland. Donovan Dijak picking up that win over Raymond Rowe. And then this is where the some action takes place. The WC Sideshow title was on the line. Scorpio Sky successfully defended against Jordan Lennox. But then lost it to Leva Bates. Was that? And then Leva Bates lost it to Joey Ryan. Was this the event where she was wrestling as Joey Ryan? I'm. It's possible. I didn't see clips of it. Oh. But most. I'm going to say most likely. Yeah. So Joey Ryan is the the uh, wrestling WC. circus champion, mm-hmm. sideshow champion. Uh, the Wrestle Circus Big Top Tag Team Championship Battle Royal took place. The Gorillas of Destiny uh, defeated the boys, Extra Talented, and so many more other tag teams. Uh, so I guess they're the tag team champions now, Tom Matanga and Tonga Loa. Yeah, Jeff Cobb defeated ACH. The Wrestle Circus Lady of the Ring Championship was defended in a three-way elimination match. 
Rachel Ellering defeated Chelsea Green and Sexy Dolce Garcia. Uh, and the, that, where did you get these results from? Um, I think I don't remember. That I is, think one of the results page. It was Ellering, right? Not alluring. No, no. Yes, it was Ellering. <laughs> Yeah, this is just Skype changing everything. Skype's not going to well, change. Well, not Skype, but the computer uh, autocorrect or whatever. Yes, oh, that was yeah, okay, that makes more sense. Autocorrect. <laughs> yeah. Rachel alluring. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, the Wrestle Circus remastered title on the line. Brian Cage successfully defended against Zack Sabre Jr. And in the main event, you had Ricochet picking up that victory. Over Sammy Guevara. Yeah. On the 19th, Tier 1, Entroir and El Circulo del Dragon in NYC, New York. CPA defeated Caveman. Sonny Kiss defeated Sebastian Cruz. Cruz. The tier, the tier 1 title was on the line. Darius Carter defeated Jason Vara to, uh, to retain. Mike Orlando defeated Facade. And Pentel El Cero M. Serum defeated Ray Horace. Yeah. So. Some upcoming independent wrestling events taking place March the 3rd. MCW in Joppa, Maryland. The Rage TV title tournament will be featuring Max, Maxwell Jacob Feinstein, Ken Dixon, Brandon Scott, so much more. Check that out. Uh, yeah. You're also going to be seeing Kruger mm -hmm. versus Joe, Joe Keys. Yeah, Leo Rush taking on Brian Cage. And uh, THC and the Bruiser will be taking on the winner's circle with uh, Lita as a special guest referee. Yeah, so go check that out, MCW in Joppa, Maryland. Uh, on the fourth, you have WoW presents Fallout in Staten Island, New York. Melina taking on Nikki Adams. For the WOW World Heavyweight Championship, Darius Carter will be taking on the champion, Jason Karloff. The WOW Tag Team titles on the line. The experience taking on the champs, Joey B and Jesse Brooks. In a no-DQ match, Logan Black will be taking on Jubba. You also have the WOW No Limits title, Sonny Kiss taking on Chris Dealer, the champion. Yeah, and so much more from that event. So check that out. Staten Island, New York on the 3rd of March. Yeah. Also taking place on the 3rd of March in New York City, Ring of Honor, fourth, Manhattan. Fourth. Did I say March the 4th or did I say I March the 3rd? I thought you said 3rd, but that's okay. The fourth. That's March, okay. yeah, Ring of Honor, Manhattan Mayhem taking place at the Hammerstein Ballroom, I assume. Uh, mm -hmm. You got the ROH title on the line. If Adam Cole is still champion, he'll be taking on Bobby Fish. You got the Bucks of Young defending their tag team titles against Jay White and Leo Rush. Uh, the Ring of Honor World TV titles on the line. Marty Skrull, if he's still champion as well, will be taking on Sanjay Dutt. Will Ospreay taking on Dragon Lee. Uh, you're going to be seeing Jay Lethal, the Briscoe Brothers, uh, the six-man tag team champions, the Kingdom, Dalton Castle, Cabana. And uh, some other stuff from Ring of Honor. So definitely check it out if you're in the New York City area. If there are still tickets left, check it out. Dave, shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Thank you to Jonathan for promoting us in this week of professional wrestling. Go follow Jonathan at Mr. John Faust. 
Also, go check out good old Eric Montreal Broski at MTL Broski. Go watch his Let's Play first thing in the morning. It is not just Let's Play. It is advice. It is a life story. It is amazing. Go check out first thing in the morning on YouTube. You can also check out the podcast, which he is involved with. Uh, not only does he post it on his YouTube channel first thing in the morning, but you can go check out kfabetoday.com for more information. Uh, definitely go check them out. And yeah, just like I said, MTL Broski on Twitter. Oh, and ProWrestlingTees.com slash F-T-I-T-M. Go buy some shirts, support him. Also, unfortunately, uh, this past week, uh, uh, NYWC student Irish was struck by, uh, was he was a victim of a hit and run accident. And there was a, Go, a GoFundMe set up to assist in his pain of, any medical fees and whatever else he's going to need uh, any help with. So uh, if you would like, go visit GoFundMe, uh, GoFundMe.com slash the Liberty Guy and go donate if you're able to. If not, at least share this on whatever you're able to share it with. And we wish Stephen the uh, we wish him the best with his recovery and we hope that he gets well soon. Yeah. Um, all right, Brandon, any shout-outs? My name is Dave, and you should listen to Brandon's shout-outs. Make me famous. First shout-out goes to the Moana soundtrack. Uh, I haven't seen the movie yet, That though, uh, the soundtrack, I got it, and it's really good. The Rock's And that's, the, that's the Rock movie, right? Yeah, The Rock's on the soundtrack. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda basically wrote this, most of it. From uh, Hamilton. Okay. So uh, definitely check it out. Very cool. Uh, next up goes to the new Ghostbusters movie. I saw it yesterday and I actually enjoyed it. Oh, wow. I think people completely overreacted to the news of this movie. Huh. 100%. They ha- I think they had good cameos from the original movies. Okay. And good throwbacks to the original movies as well. So. And... What about the graphic-wise? <laughs> what do you mean? You said this once before. What do you think of the graphics? They were good. Uh-huh. They looked... Well, it was like... Yeah, I think that was... Yeah, I think it was good. Hmm. So, At some point, maybe I'll see it. It's on free-on-demand. For, I think... Yeah. I, I like, stars or something. I... Maybe. We'll see. I thought the same thing. I was like, I don't know. I'm not going to watch this. And then I watched it. I was very pleasantly surprised with it. And I think way too many people overreacted. Yeah. We'll see. But the last shout out goes to WWE's new series on the internet, I guess, since it's on WWE.com and YouTube. Uh, it's called My Son or Daughter is a WWE Superstar. Um, last week they covered Finn Balor. This week was Alexa Bliss. Um... So definitely check that out as well. It makes me wish that there was uh, another Before They Were Superstars DVD. Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely going to check it. How long is it? Is it like, like a- 15, 20 minutes. Oh. All right. It, it, maybe goes I'll by, check it, out then. It, it goes by quick. Yeah, maybe I'll check it out then. Yeah. I, I just I have trouble sitting through like a full hour or two documentary. Yeah. It's but like, 15 it's minutes like, I could definitely try to do. Yeah. So definitely... Definitely watch it. Yeah. And uh, now it's time for 
our So the mark out moment of the week, I I marked out for, and I know Chris did too, as I mentioned before in the show, the kip up done before uh, done by Braun Strowman, which is awesome during that Raw match versus Big Show, marked out for that, and then also marked out for the return to action kind of of Finn Balor, where he made his return at a house show for NXT and actually got physically involved. Saving Shinsuke Nakamura from a beatdown between Almas and um, Bobby Roode. And then took out Almas and Bobby Roode. Was it and a so house show, then, though? Yeah, and I think celebrated. It was, I think it was the NXT tapings. I don't think so. I think that was but like That was show. like off-air taping stuff. Oh, I thought that was a house show. I don't know. I thought, I thought it wasn't. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was just a house show. Um, but very cool to see Finn Balor able oh, yeah. to get back in the ring. Yeah, it says Balor comes to the aid of Nakamura at NXT tapings. Yeah, so, but even still, very awesome. Yeah, and then I guess just for my mark out moment of the week has to be finally getting a chance to play as the Freebirds and the Von Erichs without them actually being like a, a created superstar. And actually being in the game, it's awesome. So, I pop for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I, I, I've never been a big fan of using those older characters in the game, though. I don't know. But I know you're a fan of using pretty much everyone on the roster. Yeah, for the most part, I do. Yeah. Which is why the bigger, the better. Mm-hmm. So, I hope next year's game has everyone in this year's game. I mean, with I guess without... Alberto Del Rio, because I doubt he'll be in it. Mm-hmm. But I, hope, I hope, aside from that, everyone else plus way more. <clears throat> like next year, DDP, I hope he has his both of these attires that are in the game. Bret Hart, I hope he has all the ones that he has. Sting, I hope all five Stings are in the game. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was our mark out moment of the week. That was episode number 316. I thought you were going to say what after that, but you didn't do it. Well, I figured you could add the uh, the voiceovers. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm not. So you could take us home. Well, you can listen to all of our past episodes on MarkingOut.com. What? iTunes. What? Stitcher Radio. What? Google Play. What? Which, by the way, like, knock on wood, is fixed. What? I hope it stays fixed. What? You can go like us on Facebook. What? Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. What? You can go watch Cooking with Brandon 5 on YouTube. YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11. What? Email us, MarkingOut1 at gmail.com if you want to be a musical interlude. What? Or if you want to just talk to us. Leave a comment on MarkingOut.com. What? Uh, Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at MarkingOut, at BTTG161, at DaveTheRave underscore MO. What? And we wish you... What? The... Go to wrestlingtees.com slash marketing
What? Best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week. Bye. Bye.